Naked and Disturbed. I'm Darren Carp, the walrus, with John Thrasher, oh. uh, who's a pig with wings. Because that's part of the wow. list. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I said it. I yeah. said it. I yeah. said it. Yeah. I said what we've all been thinking, John. Wow. Wait, what is uh, tell me what you're doing here? Because I don't appreciate that. It was just my birthday. The Lewis Carroll poem, The Time Has Come, okay. the Walrus said, to talk of many things. Of oh, shoes and chips and ceiling wax, of cabbages and kings. Okay. And why the <laughs> sea is boiling hot, and whether pigs have wings. And you are the pig with wings, and I am the walrus, and that is just the way this life works. Anyway. Welcome to Shaken and Disturbed, everyone. Again? Uh, By the way, I yeah, just want to just interrupt reassuring. here. Yeah, she sorry. just did this on the NMR that was posted on Patreon. So if you're a Patreon listener, apologies to you. Yeah. You know. Sorry about that. Sorry for the double. I just need to make John aware of all Lewis Carroll mm. poems. But, um, John, I'm excited. You look 31 years One old. One years old. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? It's yeah, just, I like that. It's just a simple math. I didn't say 38. I, like I didn't. No. You didn't say 28, which is what you said last week. I wouldn't have said 38 because that would have been right. Well, I don't know about that, to be honest with you. I I think age, you know, I don't want to be labeled. You know what I mean? I don't like labels in 2024, including my age. You're just a 38-year-old pig with wings. It's fine. You don't like labels. Whatever you need. But happy belated birthday. This is (laughs) the last time I will repeat from NMR. (laughs) Yeah. Darren's laugh. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have a really exciting case this week. It, we, yeah. it feels weird to say exciting because none of them should be exciting, more so just like interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's disturbing. Um, it gets us going in terms of getting our brain kind of synap- all the synapsis that happens in our brains. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Well, I want you, birthday boy, belated mm. birthday boy, to mm-hmm. start off this week. I shall. Let's get right into it. So on the afternoon of Saturday, July 29th, 48-year-old Erin Patterson was preparing lunch for her family. And she cooked a dish of beef wellington topped with Mm. mushrooms that she planned to serve to her estranged husband, Simon, and his parents, Don and Gail. Now, Erin and Simon had enjoyed years of happy marriage, but had uh, separated fairly recently. Um... And he'd left Aaron and their two children in the marital home while the couple sort of sorted out their next steps. Aaron seemed to want a reconciliation, and this family meal together might have felt a little bit like a step in the right direction. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. this seems cordial. She's making lunch. There's parents. It's nice. Exactly. Yeah, she's making dinner for everybody, and she's trying to, like, sort of show maybe even, like, her housewife abilities, for lack of a better term there. but. Yeah. But that was at least until Simon um, contacted Aaron at the last minute, letting her know that he was actually unable to make it for this particular meal, this lunch. Instead, Aaron and her in-laws would be joined by Gail's sister, Heather, and her husband, uh, a reverend, actually, named Ian. Now, the group... This is... All right, lunch popping off. I hate last-minute plans of, like, minus one, add two... You know, oh, a hundred percent. Like, I'm not great at that. I need to be better at it, but I'm not. And let me tell you something there was a there was a time like 10 or so years ago where, and I feel like you can really relate to this too, I'm sure, where everybody in New York was always wanting to go to brunch constantly. And I'm sure that still happens. I'm just saying, I brunch and I I was in it. I was in a friend group that loved brunch. I hate brunch personally, (laughs) I really don't want anything to do with brunch. I, I just it's just annoying. a late lunch. I mean, what is the yeah. difference if if you're eating at eleven thirty or eating at one thirty? It's all lunch. 
It's all lunch, guys. And it doesn't need to be I, – I don't know. Mimosas aren't my thing either, really. I don't want to drink during the day anymore. I'm done. I don't either. And especially not with orange juice, to be honest. I mean, listen, a mimosa from time to time is good, but I don't know. Anyway, it was nonetheless. Those, it was like when we made no money and like you had those bottomless <laughs> ones where, yeah, like, yeah. you know, when you were like 23 and you could drink all the alcohol in the world. Right. That I love. <laughs> That's you know, true. But now, no. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, as mentioned, the group arrived at Aaron's home and sat down for lunch at Ar- that Aaron had prepared earlier that day. Now, the meal did not seem to agree with Aaron, who experienced a severe upset stomach later that evening. But shout she did out- make the lunch. She did make the st- uh, the lunch. And uh, shout out to Taco Bell on this topic of, um, you know, not agreeing with you sometimes. Yes. And 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 you buying it and you being and you know that going in. And you know- you're like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do this. It's like when you eat buffalo, like buffalo anything, like a buffalo chicken wrap. That doesn't happen to me. I love. My stomach's going to hate me, but I'm going to enjoy this. I get where people come from with that, but I love buffalo. It does. I don't have that reaction. Yeah, I don't have that reaction to it. But anyway. That was so funny. Like, and to those of you who who willingly purchase. Sometimes we volunteer for this. (laughs) (laughs) so funny anyway aaron was all uh this isn't a funny episode but we're laughing at other (laughs) details you guys so anyway aaron was also uh far from the only one that fell ill frankly after this lunch the following day dawn gail heather and her husband were all taken to the hospital after becoming extremely unwell hospital staff determined that the symptoms shown by all four patients were extremely similar to those displayed by people who are poisoned by, you know, really interesting name here, death cap mushrooms. Ooh. Interesting. I, so, in, my, in my older years, I've become less fond of mushrooms than I used to. Opposite for me. I love them. A but baby bell. not like them. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't like not like them, but now I have an extreme fondness for I them. I like. I like the ones that come on like pizza, like the yeah, normal, like too. if you're thinking of a, of a normal mushroom, sure, whatever that's sure. called. Um, oh, I like that. But you know when it's like every restaurant now has like a side, a, like a fungi medley with like all different, all different mushrooms. Oh, yeah. That I don't that. know about. That yeah, I, I won't think about. Yeah. I did read a, you know, just while we're on this topic, though, for real, um, I did read an article recently about how mushrooms are extremely, extremely good for you in terms of like anti-cancer related, you know, um, not treatment, but like prevent prevention, I think. Yeah. I don't want to like spread misinformation here on the show, but look it up and look it up in scholarly sources because there have been studies. You heard it here first. Eat a mushroom, <laughs> never get sick again. Well, listen, I'm just saying it was interesting not, nonetheless. But not but not these death cap mushrooms, you guys. Now, these death cap mushrooms contain a toxin that actually stops human organs, uh, specifically livers and kidneys, from repairing themselves. Like you got to keep your liver and kidney going. You know what I mean? When someone ingests a death cap, they will not experience any physical symptoms for about the first six hours um, when they when they will start to feel fairly standard symptoms of food poisoning, um, which are like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, everything that sounds like the worst possible scenario. So stage two is a bit of an anomaly. The poisoned individual starts to feel better for the next day or two. But this is a little bit of a red herring as there is still a massive amounts of damage occurring to their liver and kidneys in those moments, despite Mm. the feeling of improvement. So it's like a really like it's really like almost being cursed or some kind of witch hex. Yeah, exactly. Well, 
Eventually, the kidney and the liver damage begins to show symptoms, which can include jaundice, seizures, and even a comatose state, all of which, of course, grow worse as the organs fail and start shutting down. So really an atrocious way to sort of, you know, get poisoned. Very apropos of its name, obviously. Definitely. Obviously how it got it. Now, we currently have no antidote against death cap mushrooms. Past a certain point, the only way to save the life of someone who has eaten one is via organ transplant, which is hard wow. enough to do in this country. Now, death caps are responsible for approximately 90% of all mushroom-related deaths. Approximately 10 to 30% wow. of those who consume a death cap, death cap mushroom will die as a direct result. Now, 10, to, th- 10 to 30%, you know, certainly that feels maybe low compared to like given the fact that you'd kind of almost think it'd be a hundred percent, but I don't know how common these things are, but uh, yeah, 10 to 30% is actually. pretty, pretty big. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please look at it now because yeah. of the uncommon issue of mushroom related deaths, it could take several weeks for the exact toxin to be determined after someone has died. But with testing, scientists are able to conclusively pinpoint when they are a cause of death. So we're getting a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when asked about what they'd eaten recently, their stories all included the beef wellington served by Aaron, which had been indeed, which had indeed been served uh, and topped with mixed mushrooms. Mm. And now I'm thinking a medley like Derek. Why said. would she eat it? Right, of course. Well, maybe she made like a different. Maybe she made regular baby Bella, Ma- and then <laughs> ate those. I gotta look up what a baby Bella mushroom is because yeah, those are the ones that are I believe are the ones you're talking about that usually go on. Yeah, pizza. a baby Bella. I like a baby Bella. Yeah, I like yeah. a baby Bella. And when you cook a baby Bella, ah, uh, delish, delish, just the right texture. And now the I looked smell, uh, the smell. I looked up the death cap, and I'm I'm afraid to tell you guys that they look like those typical mushrooms that you would see in like your yard or in you know in the trees behind your house or something. I don't know exactly, you know, we're just kind of jumping here on on onto the show to look into it, but they're they're longer than a baby Bella and okay. they have like to me a lighter hood or whatever we're calling a lighter cap. Hood, cap, yeah. Well, there's a death cap there. Have you ever heard of the band Death Cab for it's, Cutie? I have. I was just okay. gonna say Death Cab okay. for Cutie. For cutie. Um yep. uh anyway. okay, so they all claimed they ate the beef wellington, which was served right. by Aaron. Now, the four were admitted to the hospital for treatment, and the health department contacted Aaron to retrieve a sample of the lunch served to the four patients. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, she's like, I got some leftovers. Yeah, right she's here. like, and do now, you want a leftover of my death yeah, cap soup? It's in my Tupperware. Right. On Sunday evening, another person was admitted to the local uh, Leo Gatha hospital with suspected food poisoning. On Monday, they were transported by ambulance mm. to the Menashe Medical Center in Melbourne. Now, the patient was put on a saline drip and given a liver protective drug. On August 4th, Gail and her sister Heather passed away while still undergoing mm. treatment. Don, Aaron's former father-in-law, passed away the following day. Wow. While Reverend Wilkinson remained alive, but in critical condition. So, bad news all around. Yeah, definitely. Death by lunch. Yeah. And by the way, she had those leftovers, so we're going to get to the bottom of that soon. Yes, and we are. By the way, so it's 2024. It's a brand new year. So many of us are trying to live better, sleep better, handle our anxiety better, maybe even be more creative. I know that's definitely something I want to do for 2024. Well, I have to tell you that, you know, those microdose gummies, which we've talked a lot about on the show, really do help. Darren, I know you love your microdose gummies and how they've helped you. 
I got microdose gummies for some friends for Christmas recently. I am telling you, they are thanking me all the time. Every time I talk to one of my friends about these gummies, um, and frankly, just THC, because he's into that type of stuff, he thanks me so much for introducing him to these. They he they really helped him with his anxiety. And more recently, it's actually also helped him with, him with his sleep, which I maybe need to be looking into because I have seasonal affect disorder. And so does he, frankly. So we're always trying to figure out a way to combat against, you know, these gray cold winters that we deal with every season up here in the Northeast. But anyway, microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And we want you guys listening to have an amazing year and live your best life as well. Get 30% off of your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code SHAKEN. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code SHAKEN for 30% off and free shipping. microdose.com promo code SHAKEN. And by the way, we will also include a link to this and all the information you need in our show notes. Following Dawn's death, police executed a search warrant on Aaron's home and questioned her about the meal that she shared with the four victims. I'm like, what's the search warrant for the refrigerator? You know, for yeah. the Tupperware? Aaron declined to answer any of their questions and was released, but remained a person of interest to authorities. There was there were a lot of questions surrounding the fact that Aaron and her children seemed totally unharmed. Now, how could mm. that be if if everyone had eaten the same meal? Although this could be intentional, you know. But, could be intentional. Could be amount she put in. To your point, yeah, she yeah, could yeah. Have switched in mushrooms, and yeah. we don't know. Aaron did help clarify this point by telling police that she too had felt unwell the evening after the meal and had sought medical attention at that same hospital. Presumably, she was the unnamed patient the facility had treated for mm. food poisoning symptoms. As for the children, by the way, unnamed patient. I mean, we we'll have to figure out exactly Why? what year this was happening because I don't know of any place you can just go in and be anonymous and get treated, uh. but okay. As for the children, Aaron told police that the children had gone to the movies before lunch and hadn't eaten when they'd gotten back. They had later eaten the beef wellington for dinner, but neither child liked mushrooms, so she had scraped them off before reserving the dish. Mm. When police, this is a lot of like, and then I cooked, the, and then I reheated up the macaroni. But it's they, like, what? Yeah, but they did eat the hand that yeah, was cooked in right. the stew, and you're like, all right. Well, yeah, where are we going here? So, when police asked specifically about the origins of the mushrooms served at lunch, because at this point you assume that police are maybe tipped off a little bit about the poisoning of it all, right, potentially? Sure. Erin told authorities that she had bought a mixture of button mushrooms at a major grocery store and combined them with some dried mushrooms that she Ooh. purchased prior at an Asian grocery store, and the whole mix had been served atop the beef wellington. Can I be honest with you? At this point, I just told you about how much I love mushrooms. I'm getting Dried? a little freaked out about. I know. Like, I'm like, yeah, these are actually could be poisonous. Like a lot of other foods you don't have to like bananas. You don't really have to worry about bananas poisoning you as much. Right. Or peppers but, or something. Or literally maybe any other produce yeah. in that way. But I'm okay. curious, though. I mean, like in just knowing what we know, in theory, it does seem weird that you bought like two different kinds of mushrooms to put on top of it. Like dried being one and then uh, it just does it just doesn't, yeah that doesn't feel like you'd combine it but at the same time it does also feel harmless 
Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, maybe she just wanted to try a new recipe right, for exactly, all we know exactly. at this point. Well, it's also worth noting that the Department of Health had no alerts out for any mushroom sales, nor were there any reported issues of recalls amongst local Asian mushroom growers or sellers. Um, so after the three deaths, police had begun investigating into potential causes, including murder, although one of the lead detective inspectors made sure this, to state publicly to the media, quote, I would like to say that because the homicide squad is investigating this matter, it doesn't automatically mean that the deaths are suspicious. I'm not aware of an investigation where we've had three people die as a result of an apparent food poisoning, whether that be by mushroom or something else. So, yes, it is quite unique. End quote. Well, I think it is important to say that, right? Because I think. For sure. Yeah. Homicide squad. Everyone's assuming this was a right. murder of some sort, but it isn't clear. And so I think I do think. To save Aaron, it does feel like kind of important to, to say that. And it's a great example of proper police communication because there could be even yeah. other, you know, other people in the community or surrounding community that would be worried about this. But they're like, you know, listen, here's what we know. We're not ruling right. everything out just yet. So by this time, police hadn't ruled out murder and they were very aware that each victim's last meal had been the beef wellington prepared by Aaron. It's just so funny that I keep mentioning beef wellington in a murder case like this. Like it really yeah. is like the culprit. You know what I it mean? It really is. Well, during this conversation, police asked Aaron about a food dehydrator that she owned and she told them that she'd thrown away, thrown it away, quote, a long time ago. Sometime after this conversation, hmm. a local garbage dump got into touch with authorities about a food dehydrator that they had recently received from a recent pickup haul. So that's kind of amazing, right? Like, the, Also, the, how did they know about it? That's what I'm saying. Like the police, the police are looking for a food dehydrator. But how did the local garbage company know to look this up? I mean, right. it just shows you how... No, but how did even the police know about the food dehydrator? That's not something that oh, like that's everyone true. has. Yeah, maybe they were able to like figure out the mushroom situation. She got dried mushrooms. Maybe yeah. they didn't come dried. I don't know. Yeah, something is up here. Well, the managers believe that the dehydrator had come from Aaron's house and the crew had only just received it in their collection. Authorities were able to confirm, in fact, that the dehydrator did indeed originate at Aaron's home. Now, how did they do that? I'm just curious, you know. I don't know. You know, I'm sure that they could have figured out based on, you know, there has to be some type of maybe my mom actually knows about this because she was oh. in um, like landfills and stuff as an engineer because she's an uh, environmental right, engineer and right. she wasn't she works with garbage. So she might yeah. know that there there has to be something that determines like at this time came from this zone. Yeah. You know, well, uh, there has to be something like that just because there is a lot of stuff in garbage and yeah. timing of it. I'll ask my mom. Maybe she might know. By the way, I doubt you even have to ask her, right? Because I have a feeling she's going to be listening gonna, and giving us our gonna, feedback. Zooey's notes. It's a whole thing. Right. Yeah. Well, by early August, the media had become acutely aware of Aaron's potential involvement and had begun waiting outside her home in the hopes of securing a statement from her. And this might be why the garbage company knew about it, right? Because it's clear that this is making its way around at least the neighborhood and the community and maybe even, you know, exactly. a bigger territory wherever this is going down. Right. Because throwing out a food dehydrator doesn't seem That's like not that big suspicious. Of a deal. Yeah. No. Now, on August the 7th, the Australian Health Department were able to conclusively confirm that death cap mushrooms were, in fact, the cause of death. Wow. That same day, Erin finally addressed the horde outside her home for the first time. And she said this, quote, 
it's a tragedy what's happened. I'm so devastated by what's happened, by the loss. Don is still in the hospital. But of Ian and Heather Gale, they were some of the best people I've ever met. Gail was like the mom I didn't have because my mom passed away four years ago. Gail has never been anything but good and kind to me. Ian and Heather were some of the best people I've ever met. I'm so devastated by what's happened. I lost the community and my own children lost their grandparents, end quote. Sounds heartfelt. I mean, for lack of, Right. You it's know. hard to say how she says it, but like- Yeah, if, right. Listen, if it's true, because she's, as of now in the story, not up for it, like, imagine how devastating that is. Especially yeah, when sure. she wants to get her soon-to-be ex-husband back. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Or does media, she? Or does mm. she? Now the media seemed unsatisfied with her statement and asked, asked her about the meal, specifically where the mushrooms may have come from. Right. Because Aren't that's you? not to interrupt you. Sorry, but it's like, okay, she, we've determined that uh, uh, this mushroom, this death cap mushroom is the reason. Now, where did it come from? What was right. the intention? I mean, the media should absolutely be unsatisfied with that statement at this point. Well, Aaron's only reply to this, though, was what I can tell you is that I just can't fathom what has happened. Now, this could be for a number of reasons. This could be for a shock factor. It does seem weird that she would kind of dodge the whole, even if she was just like, I I have no idea. I can't think right now. Like, give me a minute. Right, right. I, I, You know, well, Aaron's ex-husband, Simon, who also felt compelled to speak to the media, uh, but was substantially more details to share. Now, Simon spoke with the Herald Sun right around the same time Aaron gave her own media interview. He told journalists a jarring story that seemed to line up with the murder suspicions uh, that had begun circulating around his ex-wife. Now, Simon recounted an instance back in 2022 mm-hmm. where he became so ill at home that he'd collapsed and he needed to be put into medically induced coma for six, 16 days while recovering from the mystery stomach issue. This is such wow. an interesting detail. I mean, go ahead here because I know there's more. During that time, he needed to undergo three emergency surgeries on his small intestine while his family were called to the hospital two different times to say goodbye to him. Holy wow. shit. At the time of the interview, Simon was reportedly doing much better, but had a chronic case of weakness in one of his shoulders. And this is one of those scenarios where, like, the police don't know this, you know, like, unless they, like, were really digging into Aaron as a person of interest. And by the way, this is in Australia, so I don't know exactly how, you know, the the Justice Department unfolds there. But let's just say it's similar to the United States. You know, they'd have to really think that Aaron was a clear person of interest, dig into her, then dig into her life, and then dig into her ex, and then interview him to be like, hey, did anything kind of weird happen with, you know, that's a lot of layers to an investigation. Yeah, to put two and two together in a lot of of ways. It's not necessarily intuitive to your point. Right. That's my point. So on August 10th, a friend of Aaron spoke to the media about the lunch, stating that Aaron had planned to use the meeting to try and reconcile with Simon, saying, quote, she wanted to get back with Simon and the family didn't want Simon to get back with her, end quote. Mm. Simon's family had supposedly double-crossed Aaron by suggesting Simon decline the invitation at the last minute and bringing along Reverend Wilkinson as a mediator to help talk her down from the idea of reconciliation. On August 14th, Aaron sent a letter to both the police and the Australian Broadcasting Company, where she initially expressed remorse for not speaking to the police immediately after her family was poisoned. She opened the letter by apologizing for and admitting to lying to the police and expressing a desire to, quote, come clean. And this letter says, quote, I am not wanting to clear up the record because I have become extremely stressed and overwhelmed by the deaths of my loved ones. I am hoping this statement might help in some way. 
I believe if people understood the background more, they would not be so quick to rush to judgment. I am now devastated to think that these mushrooms may have contributed to the illness suffered by my loved ones. I really want to repeat that I had absolutely no reason to hurt these people whom I loved, end quote. I mean, it's a convincing, compelling kind of sound. Of course, I'm using my own inflection presumption here. Presumption of but innocence. Presumption yeah. of innocence so far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Erin's letter details the events of the lunch. She'd prepared the mushrooms from the button and dehydrated Asian mixture. She'd served up the plates, but allowed her guests to pick which plate they wanted. And she'd eaten the remaining plate herself, she says. Erin um, also spoke about how the children had eaten the food later, but she'd prepared it for them by scraping the mushrooms off because neither child liked mushrooms, as we had said. Same story, yeah. She then spoke about her own hospitalization as a result of mushroom poisoning, although her bout was much less severe than the others. Erin explained how she'd provided toxologists a sample of the lunch when asked and had done her best to try to direct police to the stores where she'd purchased the mushrooms, although was unable to remember the names of the shops in question. That okay. does seem a little odd. That's you little bought them sus. at two different supermarkets. You would kind of think, I mean, unless it was something that you got on vacation or something like right. that. You know, I mean, people, <laughs> nod to you, tend to send, oh. tend to go to the same grocery stores. Well, hello, welcome to my life. And you're yes. ten you're you know, you may be be accosted by people looking for an M MLM. Sometimes multiple times, you yeah. know. And so <laughs> yeah, sometimes but three times in a row. The point is is people tend to be creatures of habits, especially with grocery yeah. stores, unless it's a specialty item. And if it's a specialty item, you'd kind of remember where you went to get it. You that. would remember where you got it. And if you know you're mixing it so up, you're that's... you're thinking about the recipe. Yeah, I agree. Again, with not you. not guilt, but it's sus. It's sussy. Well, Aaron also addressed the media reports that had begun servicing about her lies to the police regarding the food dehydrator. Um, she admitted that while she was at the hospital with her children and ex-husband visiting her sick in-laws, she and the kids had been discussing the food dehydrator. Her ex-husband, Simon, allegedly even overheard a part of the conversation and asked, quote, is that what you use to poison them? End quote. Aaron stated that Simon's comment freaked her out so much that she'd gone home and disposed of the dehydrator then and there. She claimed to be worried that she would lose custody of her children if police began considering her a murder suspect. Let me also pause for a second here and say, from the research we have and the and and even the the quotes that we've both read, I'm not hearing something that sounds very obviously guilty here. You know, like okay, yeah, there's some sussy little things that are happening, but the end of the day like this isn't that all these details aren't really that far-fetched to me it's it seems normal yeah. outside of the fact that grocery stores tend to not, i would hope uh you know know if they're serving mushrooms if that's that could the kill claim. you right, you know right. right if there's a recall on it obviously they were killed by it but right right yeah it all seems kind of normal right it's now. kind of tracking but Anyway, nonetheless, the letter also included Aaron's recount of her husband's stomach illness and hospitalization the previous year. She stated that she'd reluctantly agreed to help care for her Simon after he was discharged, but that she let him know she had no plans to reconcile with him. But she wanted to, I thought. But that's what people, that's what the reports are. So Aaron ended the letter by once again expressing her extreme sadness at her in-laws passing and her children's loss of their grandparents. On August 15th, one of Aaron's neighbors spoke to the Daily Mail, stating, quote, it's very common for people to go mushroom picking around that area. The family would go foraging regularly and knew what to pick, end quote. 
I know people that can actually I've like pick mushrooms, yeah. like but like pick either healthy ones to eat or psychedelic right. mushrooms, or right. you know they have truffles, something like that. So I, I this obviously is a thing now. The same day a local tradesman contacted the media, he'd been hired by Aaron the previous year to paint the inside of her home and had a oh an boy. odd story to share. Okay. The tradesman who wished to remain anonymous and Smart. you'll see why told the news outlet about a wall in Aaron's home that he and his crew referred to as the death wall, which was covered in red and blue doodles resembling children's drawings. Now, the doodles depicted stick figures with the words I am dead written next to them. Tombstones containing the words Grandma R.I.P., Hannah R.I.P., and me R.I.P., as well as other macabre images and phrases like, you don't have long to live, one hour exactly. What? That's creepy. Ew. It sounds like like if we had a studio, it would probably sound like and look like this. I'd also The two of us. I, I like... Uncomfy, right? And paint it. I, yeah. Well, the wall was located in the kitchen dining room, which is even weirder. It's not that even like weird. in an office, like in an attic. A rec room it. or something. Yeah. So it's located in the kitchen dining room. And when asked, Aaron explained that it was something the kids had done when left unsupervised. Okay. Well, why Don are and they, Gail's okay. funeral was held on August 31st. And on September 22nd, after receiving nearly two months of medical treatment, Reverend Wilkinson was discharged from the hospital. Okay. The public memorial service for his wife, Heather, took place a few weeks later on October 4th. And on November 2nd, Aaron was arrested and brought to the police station for questioning. Meanwhile, the Australian Federal Police searched her home with the assistance of sniffer dogs. Aaron was charged with three counts of murder for the deaths of Grace, Heather, and Don. She was also charged with five separate counts of attempted murder for the meal served to Ian, as well as for meals served to her ex-husband, Simon, while they were still living together. Wow. A single murder charge in Victoria has a possible maximum sentence of 25 years in prison, and Aaron is currently awaiting trial. I don't get what they have uh, on her. I don't yeah, really get it. I'm not sure. Like, again, like, because it's Australia, it's hard to say how exactly, you know, are are, the, are you innocent until proven guilty in Australia? I don't know. We don't know the laws there but like we do in America. But maybe with the sniffer dogs, they had some sort of evidence. Um, yeah, it's it's strange. I mean... At the end of the day, though, I mean, if you think about it, she did confess to serving them the mushrooms that killed them. So is it murder? Is it manslaughter? Is Are those two different things but in if Australia? It's accidental, like, no, that's what I mean. It's like, like yeah, involuntary, I guess like involuntary manslaughter. Involuntary yeah. manslaughter? Yeah. I don't know how you could possibly prove. Right. Because she was sick, too. I don't know how you prove that's that it was what I voluntary. Mean. I get I get linking her to it because obviously she was giving yeah. she admitted to giving them this not unaware That's what I mean. yeah. yeah but yeah i don't know how you could kind of go any past that yeah I'm it's trying a very to see strange case else, like yeah, darren's looking up some stuff here on the side while we're discussing it but anyway the i think one thing that's important here is maybe we all stop eating mushrooms because if let's let's take aaron's word at face value here let's say that she really was just trying a new recipe and stopped by the asian market you know is that a risk that we want to take just to have some delicious beef wellington i don't think i would i mean literally everyone's just saying that you know she's a suspect mainly because she cooked the meal right but outside of that i mean Maybe, I mean, maybe there's a big problem going on in Asian, the Asian market in terms of mushrooms. I mean, we don't know that for sure or not, you know? Right. Especially if she, it's, it's, it is so, so you couldn't name 
the market to me a little bit. Like, I think I'd have to know a little bit more because again, how do you, how do you well, not know? Like I, I, I could pretty much say whether, uh, whether yeah. I was even in New York city, which yeah, I was going to say, even in New York, block, like I feel like I could pill out, pick out something. The only thing I could, I will say on that is like, maybe she picked them up a year ago or a long, long time ago. And like, maybe she's out on a trip with people, you know, like there are a lot of circumstances where that could make sense, but I don't know. At the end of the day, it's sort of like, I, I'm not convinced that she was trying to murder anybody, to be honest. I, All the like, other I'm weird like, stuff with the family and the kids and stuff. I mean, that that's certainly uh, suspicious, but it doesn't point wall, to guilt. That's, that's yeah. also anecdotal. Totally, and, yeah. you know, it could easily have been taken out of context because yeah. like, okay, kids draw weird things. For sure. You know, you never know. There, was, there could have been a million other things on that wall. Yeah, yeah. Also, it was only this person talking about it. You think the husband would have said something, the ex-husband or the family member or something. Yeah. Like, you think someone would have – it's in the kitchen dining room. So yeah. just – I don't know. This doesn't feel like justice yet. Yeah, and I was going to say, it sounds like this um, – you know, this case was somewhat recently. I'm trying to find an exact – it looks like 2023, actually. Um you know, so what about her digi digital forensics? Like, was she searching mushrooms that kill people? It sounds like her right. ex-husband ex was a allegedly poisoned as well. Like, can we look at her search history? There has to be a way that she was able to find out about these death cat mushrooms, you know? But It's very odd. Yeah. It's very well, odd. Well, guys, what it is. let, let us, us know. know. Yeah, let us know what you think. You can hit us up at Thrasher at Carpe Darren. Uh, Facebook group. You can hit us up. Where else, Darren? Patreon. We've got all yes. types of ways for you to connect with us. But Darren, uh, let's get to our listener shoutouts as we wrap up this week's episode. Yes, Cindy in our Facebook group said, "Quote: Let's get down to the meat and bones." <laughs> My new phrase. Thank you, John Thrasher. Laughing emoji. Yeah. Mel also commented on Facebook saying that was hilarious and made me hungry. I, and Not I meat and potatoes, baby. Meat and bones. We get down to the meat and bones. I responded to Cindy and I was like, I don't even remember. I was like, Did I say uh, that? I don't uh, yeah. even remember. Yeah. There you go. But sometimes, you, go. you know, speaking of you know, talk about serving beef Wellington. Let's get down to the meat and bones and the mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just wanted to give a quick little shout out. I was recently a guest on a podcast called Millennial, where I talked a little bit about Gypsy Rose, Darren, among other things, all, all types of topics, but listen. a lot about Gypsy Rose. Yeah. And you guys can check it out. You can click the link in our show notes or check out the episode of Millennial titled Gypsy Rose, Stan Culture and the Inmate to Influencer Pipeline. Um, this show is created by some of my very best friends, Andrew, Laura, and Pam. So um, it was a really fun episode, and I highly suggest everyone not only listen, but subscribe to their show. And obviously, if you guys have a case suggestion you'd like us to cover here on the show, you should join us on Patreon. Radish Tears get to submit case suggestions That's for right. us to consider for full episodes. As long as we don't get sued, we will definitely We're, do them. We'll probably and, do them. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. We're not going to get sued. We have no money. Yeah. And of course, you get all the bonus <laughs> content included, uh, ad and include ad-free video podcasts. Excuse me. It's a great value. Yes. And it helps support the show directly. Absolutely. You can check us out at patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed, or just click the link that's right there in your show notes. Darren, I think I have a new sign off now. I'm usually saying check your freshies. You know what I'm going to say. Check what? your mushrooms. Oh, okay. I've got a new one. Okay, Darren. I'm glad you do. Let's hear what it is. You're okay. Check your oh wait, I'll let you say it. Oh. Oh. Uh, Check here we go. Check your pits, especially if you have a penis. Just because <laughs> oh, no. I find that men tend to be the worst. This is what happens when you if, when if you, you don't know what I'm talking about. 
You got to mm-hmm. listen to our NMR this past week because I go on a number of different complaints about my workout room in my building. And there's just a workout room. There's the just gym? savages. Yeah. A gym fitness center. There are just some center? animals. Around yeah. Well, the listen, world. let me tell if you, if you're going to use the P word here at the end, I will agree with you on this one. This one is true. Pits? So you, yeah. Pit, yeah. That one. Yeah. Check your PP. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, 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 there we go. We'll see you guys <laughs> next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.